0: Hey, good morning, and welcome to a special podcast of Generation Education, where we have, uh, we're have we going to discuss some tech tools with our ITRT here, uh, Amy Lolito. We're going to focus on the what, the how, and the why
1: of these specific tools. So Amy, if you kind of want to get us started here, do you want to tell us a little
2: bit of background on you? Sure. Um, I grew up around the Buffalo area, um, and I went to a college up there, SUNY Fredonia, State University of New York and I have a degree in music education. I um, taught elementary music for 13 years. Two of them were in New York and 11 at LFK. Um, It was super hard to leave LFK, but I found early in my um, career, I found a love for uh, technology tools and went to every conference I could go to, every workshop. Um, And so I wanted to find another way to incorporate that, and I had a hard time doing that all in music. So I decided when the new middle school was built that it was a good opportunity to try something new and try to share my love for technologies with others.
1: So I guess while we have you here, you want to uh, go through and talk to us about some of the things that you uh, use technology in your classrooms for? Sure.
2: Um, I think today we're going to focus on um, formative assessments and um, formative assessment with the things like Google Forms or Go Formative, Quizlet, Quizlet. Um, things
0: like that. I love it. I love the fact that we're going to focus primarily on formative assessments because these are things that are going to have to be done in any effective teacher's classroom anyway. So if they have to be done, we might as well utilize our technology. We might as well come into the 21st century and we might as well get these kids actively engaged rather than just saying, you know, here, write this down on a slip of paper and that's my formative assessment. So I think this is going to be a really effective podcast to really talk about um, utilizing uh, Google Forms, you know, the Go Formative, and the Quizlet. Um, so as with anything, Miss Lolito, uh, we'd love to start with our why. So tell me why teachers need to make the switch to things like Google Forms instead of worksheets.
2: Um, because we are a one-to-one school, we already have the infrastructure for that. Um, I feel like if we do formative assessments um, using Google tools and go formative and things like that, it's going to be so much more engaging for our students. Um, And not only that, but it might cost the teachers a little bit more time at the beginning to put those things together. But in the end, you're going to be able to recycle those over years. Um, So you will have those for next year.
1: And that's one of the things that I would hit on too, is just the time saver. It's a little bit more upfront, getting things started and going, but once you have those things made, like you get to use them every year you don't have to do any of the grading, like it's all self grading stuff. So like, it's basically once you post it on Google classroom, boom, you're done. And I even, a lot of the times for our Google forms, like I'll even put comments in there of like why, like possible problems, why they could have missed stuff. So like you're even getting that uh, reiteration of it whenever they're going through and like checking what they missed and things like that too from the get go.
0: Just kind of hitting off that, um, just that immediate feedback that you get with technology and something like Google forms is so important for kiddos to have. I mean, how often do we take our tests home to grade and then we hand the kids back their tests a week later and they don't understand why they missed what they missed. But with Google Forms... It's an immediate grading system. You immediately have that data and you can send them comments on Google Classroom. You can say, hey, this is why you missed this. And you can just provide that really quick feedback. So great point there.
2: Well, the cool thing is too with Google Forms is that they can go back in, you can set it up so they can edit it after they submit it so they can go back in and take it as many times as it takes to get the answers right. Mm -hmm. So,
1: And one of the kind of cool things that I like about Google Forms too is Sometimes you mess up and you make a mistake in it. And all it is is you just kind of scroll through and you can go through question by question if maybe it's an open-ended question and they didn't have the right units on it or they typed it the wrong way or had a space in there or something, something like that. You can go through and manually like fix all of them of go through this answer is close enough to the right thing or they just typed it wrong, like where do you go ahead and mark that correct? And it'll auto fix it in there for you too, which is kind of cool.
2: Right.
0: I think making the switch over from... Pencil paper to the go to the Google Forms is really difficult, but I I think it's a step that has to be done. I remember when I was teaching in elementary, I would do um, reader responses with all of my students, and it would we'd have so many papers that I'd be looking at over the weekends, and it would just be I'd be inundated with these papers. And then you know, kind of towards the final year of my teaching, I was like, you know what? Let me try Google Forms. Let me try some of these open ended things, and I was able to just take my Chromebook home. And I could just read all of their reading responses. It was just a quick formative assessment. And I really believe that Google Forms is, you know, it's the quizzes of the future. I mean, it's the assessments of the future. So,
1: One of the other things I kind of like about it too is like it'll go through and break it down for you. So like you don't have to manually do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You can go through and look at like most missed questions on there and how many people got it right. You can go through and it'll break down like question by question. How many kids did this? How many kids did that? And you can kind of see where that disconnect is like across your classes rather than having to go there and look at each kid individually like that too. Yeah.
2: Right. So sorry, I was going to say, if you're worried about kind of getting started with the Google Forms, it's really not that hard. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of templates in there already for you. Once you make something like a spelling test or something, you can um, do a copy of that. So you have it and you can just change up the questions. So if you're going to do, you know, a unit test that always kind of looks the same, you'll be able to make copies of that. Um, things like if you have tests in, let's say, a Microsoft Word file, and you have your questions written in there, there's tools that you can use that will import that directly into Google Forms. Um, so you have a printed copy, you can snip and paste it in there. So things like that make it super easy to yeah. put them in there. And I think one of
1: the other nice things that like Google is constantly improving on things, and so recently they went through and like they added like you can go through and add the diagrams and the pictures like directly to the questions. Because before you kind of do a little bit of a workaround. So they're making it a little more user friendly with that. And then uh, in addition to that, you can also import questions from like other quizzes you have. So like, if you're going right. through and you're doing like exit tickets or like small little quizzes as you go along, you can go ahead and you can pull those same questions again and maybe just go through and tweak certain things on them for like a unit test at the end which is pretty helpful and a big time saver too as we go along.
0: Just kind of hitting off that and just how Google Forms is consistent, consistently just moving forward with, you know, all the things you can do with the Google Forms. Um, I really love the visuals and the differentiation. You know, we have our special ed classrooms, we have our inclusion classrooms, and it's such an easy way to provide those accommodations, like requires visuals in math, and you can just embed a diagram you can embed the picture you can embed a quick video just to help all students in kind of that scaffolding and just providing them with all those things they need
2: and right one
1: kind of little other thing that i do with mine is like i break mine up into sections so if like we have a test that's on a couple different uh units or whatever i'll break it up and do like different sections for it and grade them individually on those sections so if kids didn't come back and do a retake on it they're not retaking all of the stuff they're only going to focus on those areas where they actually need help on. So it's easier for the kids. It's easier on me. And it kind of breaks down the learning a little more so you know exactly what the kids need help on.
2: And going off the video idea, so um, I'm kind of obsessed with Screencastify. Um, In Screencastify, you can record your screen, you can record your face, you can record your face and your screen. So I watched this awesome um, video, uh, professional development video about um, using Screencastify to create videos and kind of put them into Google Forms to explain something in a a question. So I thought that was really cool too.
0: That's awesome. And it's great for students to have you know, rather than just some random YouTube video of some guy from, you know, Oklahoma or wherever, you know, (laughs) uh, providing this math instruction, but it's that personal connection that, you know, you need for your classroom. So, I mean, all teachers need to be doing this, you know, excuses like this won't work in my class. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I've always done it like this in my classroom. Give up the worksheets, take the dive. It's going to be difficult at first, you know, set your goals, set your expectations and just you know, dive in, try it out. In Google Forms, it, it's really just a fast and easy way to be doing assessments.
2: Right. And I can tell you firsthand that I've had a bunch of teachers just this year try it for the first time. And at first they're like, oh, this is so confusing. But uh-huh. once I teach them about, you know, snipping the tool, uh, using the snip tool to just put pictures in there and everything, and then they can reuse that over and over again, if they make a copy of it, they come to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I love Google Forms. I can't believe I was grading papers for so long. Mm. So. So
1: kind of one of the other ones that like me myself, like I need to get more on board with this too, is GoFormative is something that is starting to become a little more popular. you want to go through and talk to us about that for a little bit?
2: Sure. Um, GoFormative is pretty cool because you can use a PDF file, which means that if you have like a test, if you're pulling it from uh, the Google Drive or something like that, and you can't manipulate it, you can take that paper right there and just make little key points that you can put the questions and the answers in there with it. So that's really cool. Nice. And there's also a show me feature in there, and so that would be like the students can actually draw something to explain their answer. So.
1: so that's something that could be pretty useful then in math then too, so like kids can go through and like show you their work along with whatever they're getting for their answer then too, which is kind of nice. Right. Nice.
0: So I I mean, I think this kind of wraps up, you know, what we need to be doing with education or with, um, you know, technology within our classrooms you know, here's the deal. You've got to temper your expectations. You know, you're not going to be a master at it when you first try it. Um, but you have to take the first step and just trying it in your classroom. Set your expectations for what the kids need to be doing. You know, explain what a good digital citizen is. Have those mini lessons ready and good to go and try it out.
1: And and I think one of the big points with just technology in general is, Things aren't always going to work the first time, right? Like that doesn't mean to stop and quit and throw things away. Like usually, there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve, and that happens with any platform you're going to use, whether it's forms, GoFormative, anything out there. So just kind of keep trying different things and make sure you're trying them multiple times with different groups. And eventually, once you kind of get some of the kinks worked out, like it works very smoothly then.
2: Right, right. and it definitely might be harder at the beginning, but it's going to be a lot better at the end when you don't have to sit there and grade papers all weekend and you can explain things in videos and your formative assessments and that added element.
0: Think of those long-term goals. All right. Well, I hope this was a helpful and uh, beneficial professional development podcast for some uh, technology tools you should be using in the classroom and we'll see you next time.
1: See ya.